Hello everyone, and welcome to the Wasted Youth Podcast. In this week's episode, Micah and Shotgun talk about artificial intelligence, both philosophically and in development. If that sounds interesting to you, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wasted Youths podcast. I'm Micah Voorhees, here with my fantastic co-host, Dominic Shotgun Sanders. Whew! <laughs> Have a nice drug there, buddy. <laughs> I've had a busy night, and I just finished <laughs> mixing my drink. So, uh, tonight we got an interesting topic for y'all, but, you know, first, we'll just jump right into it. Speaking of drinks, what you drinking tonight, Shotgun? Well, I've got... <laughs> panting a little bit there. <laughs> uh, I've got some, uh blood orange like tea i got at the gas station and i'll be mixing it with a little bit of gin okay interesting it's got a nice color to it it's nice it's nice refreshing (laughs) what a fireball do you have tonight to drink (laughs) i mean it could catch fire this is Gosling Black Seal Bermuda Black Rum, oh. 151 proof. Okay. However, I'm not drinking it straight, at least not to start out with. What? Uh, nope. I I googled I googled some stuff, and it turns out the uh, national drink of whatever the country that is Bermuda is, it has Bermuda in the name, but that's not the actual like full name of the country is a dark and stormy made with this rum. So oh, okay. I've I've made a dark and stormy, which is classically just um dark and this stormy. rum and <laughs> uh ginger beer. Oh, so okay. okay. That's what I have tonight in this sweet little recyclable recyclable cup. Hmm. But it's also reusable, it's aluminum. But anyway, um not the classic for uh, container for a dark and stormy, but it's what I have. Yeah, that's um, what you got. Uh, ordinarily, like people put garnish it with lime, and some people put lime in it. Although I figured out you're not mm. actually traditionally supposed to put lime in it, so I opted out of using lime in any way on account of limes being expensive, and True. also like. I'm going to use one and the rest of them are going to go bad. It's not even like a whole lime that I would use. I would use like a wedge out of a lime and then the rest of the lime would go bad. So I mm. couldn't even justify just buying one lime for it. Anyway, I'm going to have a drink of it now. Go for it. That's good. Oh, yeah? This is actually... So this is actually a double... Double portion. batch, double portion of it because... I felt really silly drinking a single portion of it because it went up to here. <laughs> so I'm like, no, oh, that seems silly for this cup. But um, news. I've got a little bit of news. you got a little a bit of news? Yeah. It's more of a personal interest type thing. Um, I've been playing The Forest a little bit recently. Uh-huh. Bro. 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 I've, I've got some building ideas, my guy. Uh-huh. Is so it a castle? I... Are we building a castle? It's like a fortress, yeah. 
Ah, yeah. bro, that's that's cool. So, um, you know where the uh, death tree is? Like that little outcropping of the island with the big tree? Uh, no, I've played the forest for a grand total of like four hours. I, I know with me. <laughs> okay. Well, I know where I the built... big pit is. That's the only real thing I know where it is. Gotcha. Well, up by the pit, there's a little hill you climb up, and there's like a river trickling down the side of the, uh, like rock outcropping. Gotcha. There's a big tree there, and a dude made a sick looking treehouse compound oh, there. Dope. Um, I've also seen like a uh, houseboat. Like, how to have everything you need on that houseboat. So if okay. mutants start coming up and attacking, you just row yourself away and all your <laughs> stuff. That's the strat right there. Yeah, I'm like, bet. Or just, yeah, that's cool. One dude uh, made a entire grid of zip lines around the map. Uh-huh. So then he's like, oh, I need to go here. So I'm going to take this track here, which goes over here, and then it goes down that hill, and then I hop on this uh, lift, and then it takes me over there to where I need to go. I'm like, right. bro. <laughs> All right, here's my hot take of the night. Zip lines are the pinnacle of human transportation, okay? Think about it. They are incredibly fuel efficient because they do not require fuel, only gravity. As long as we have a planet zip lines will work literally <laughs> the sun could die and zip lines would still work okay all right for they... about eight more years yeah. and then we get incinerated well i mean the or zip... freeze the zip lines will be the zip lines will outlive humanity my dude if you build <laughs> them if you build them right um and also, you can, they're so small in the area they take up, you could literally mm. have multiple, like, you could have hundreds of zip lines mm. leaving and coming into a skyscraper uh, on multiple floors. They're also, if you build them right, very accessible. Anybody can use a zip line if they have a the right type of harness. And that's the other advantage is... The harness is extremely transportable. You don't need to have... The, the harness is like your car in this instance. If the zip line is a road. You can bring your own to match, you know, your comfort level. As long as... If you live in a zip line based society and you're carrying... You're going to carry around a harness with you. And it's it, it just go in your backpack or something like that. They could fold up real nice, oh. get real small. See, I was thinking it'd be like a... Like one of those shoulder holsters you would wear, but it's just got a little uh, metal rod with uh, gears on the end, and you just flip it up. You don't even have to yeah, hold that shit. thing. You can just hook in and just... Shit, you're right. You wouldn't even have to, like, if, if you lived in a zipline-based society, whereas that was the prime mode of transportation for most people, you wouldn't even have to take off the heart. It would probably just be integrated into most clothing at that point. You, you could even have a glove where it's just like a rod that goes down your forearm, mm -hmm. and it just clasps up, and it's a hook. Yeah, yeah. And you just... Mm -hmm. do it well, you'd want to make it a little bit safer than that, but, like, I'm thinking, at like... Emergency use. Yeah, emergencies, <laughs> just a hook. Uh, yeah, like, but you could have something like that where, uh, it um, like you had a thing that folds over here and then it mm -hmm. folds up, 
and comes around and you grab it and that's you know as long as you're holding it it's locked in on both sides okay that could okay. work but anyway yeah. uh an- enough of, enough about zip lines and things that using visual illustrations that people won't understand on the podcast <laughs> um so that was the news you were you were on youtube and found some cool uh cool builds in the forest yeah pretty much <laughs> and i really want to try them now Okay. I'm probably going to try them after the podcast, not going to lie. Gotcha. I got some news, actually. Um, you know, some people might have been aware that I did this, but uh, I started streaming uh, my own stuff last uh, this last week on er, Friday, Thursday, Thursday, I believe. Hmm. I did a short little test stream where I streamed... Uh, you know, I was just doing building a house in SketchUp, and I'm like, that could be a fun, relaxing thing, kind of Twitch stream to do. So if you want to uh, subscribe to my Twitch channel or follow my Twitch channel, you should do that if you like SketchUp builds and other chill activities. I don't know how much gaming I'll do over there, but that's a little bit of self-promotion, but also news. So it I don't know, man. Sounds kind of like a pyramid scheme to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, if there are two levels to the pyramid, me being the person that makes content and everyone else being the people that consume content, yes, I guess if that's a pyramid, it is in fact a pyramid scheme. It's a really short one, man. <laughs> it's, it's like a two-level pyramid. Well, there'd There's be, the there'd point be three and the levels. base. No, there'd be three levels, though, because you'd have the free viewers, those who are buying into your pyramid scheme, and then you as the kingpin. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll sell my uh, SketchUp SK, SKP files. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I'll put that on a Patreon. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can have access to all my builds. <laughs> oh, but, man. But yeah, uh, the t- the main topic for tonight is uh, the return of the king, not Lord of the Rings, something else. But anyway, the uh, actual topic for tonight, that's a hint for later, uh, is uh, AI. Specifically, Shotgun said, hey, the thing on the itinerary for tonight, we already talked about, so we need <laughs> to talk about something else. And I said, hey, I've been tinkering around with this uh, AI art software recently, and I think that would be fun to talk about. But what if we just talked about AI in general as a concept, as like, I mean, as like a philosophical concept? And then Shotgun said, Micah, that's way too heady for our audience. We don't do that. We get drunk and talk about stupid shit. And so I said, you're right. We'll just talk about AI then. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly how that conversation went. 100%. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And Um, I mean, you bringing up AI as this week's topic is actually uh, pretty in theme since uh, we watched a, uh, a show that had a little bit of that in it recently. Did we? Halo. Oh yes, you're right. You are right. Although that's a very that's 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 kind of beyond what I think this the kind of AI we're talking about tonight. Oh but. well, I've actually got a, a <clears throat> web page pulled up here that mm-hmm. uh, shows the four different types of AI. Gotcha. Um, just as a little teaser about what we might get into. Oh, okay. 
The four types of artificial intelligence are reactive machines, limited memory, theory of mind, and self-aware. Ooh. That last Those one are is four fake. categories. That last one's not real. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a it real is. category, but it's not. <laughs> Actually, no, no it, shit. Everyone, it is. Everyone has access to that. Now that I'm thinking about it, everyone who has Microsoft has Cortana on their computer. If you have True. Windows, Windows eight or above. Windows eight. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, a simpler time <laughs> for simpler men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Which AI are you most curious about? Uh, what were the three before self-aware? There was reactive. Rea- reactive, uh, limited memory. Like it's uh, limited to only like answering a phone. Like that's its sole purpose. It doesn't gotcha. even talk. It just picks up the phone. Okay. And then um, theory of mind. I don't and, know what theory of mind really entails, but those are the three. So theory of mind, if if limited memory, and those are in increasing in degrees of complexity. Yes. So I'm guessing if limited memory, just it just picks up the phone. Well, so like a voicemail. Okay, so so voicemail is AI, Dominic. <laughs> kinda no. <laughs> so reactive is phone rings. It picks up the phone. It reacts to the phone. I mix them up. Okay. Limited is it can have a short conversation. Oh, okay. Like, so like, like like the Google Assistant. Yeah. Gotcha. Like who are you? What do you need? When can I get back to you? That's it. Gotcha. Okay. And, and then theory of mind, I believe, is where it gets more into the uh, like AI being teachers type mm-hmm. deal um, or running a factory. And then yes. self-aware is obviously like that's where – so so theory big of bad th- big, big bad things lots of big bad things <laughs> so so theory of mind is where where it gets to um it's kind of creative it can kind of uh improvise based on previous experience yes yeah. okay gotcha um whereas limited limited memory uh was the second one right and that's yeah. that's where it can it can improvise, but it can improvise based on a data set that it already has, and it cannot increase that data set. Mm, think of more like an automated sorter. Gotcha. Like you've got red, green, blue. It it can it knows how to separate red, green, blue. Gotcha. But if a purple comes in, it'll be like, oh dear God, yeah. what yeah, is yeah. that? Yeah, because because yeah. for example, the Google Assistant is capable of. A, you know impersonating a human pretty well but it does that to my understanding based entirely upon uh you know pre-programmed responses they they've yeah. they've taught it but but it does not learn through the process of well it's google it might learn through the process of interacting with people but it doesn't yeah it doesn't yeah. implement it heavily it does not 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 that's not yeah I get the feeling that the, the the difference between those two can be kind of vague, whereas one yeah. can, it's more of a spectrum. Yeah. Um, but no, that makes I'm I'm interested, like, because when I think about AI and modern AI, what I really think about is the the ones that um, the theory of mind ones, where they're capable of 
uh, basically altering their own programming in response to stimulus. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's what's uh, really cool to me. Um, and if I was to work on a kind of AI, you know, as a long term project, that would be the kind that I would want to work on. Yeah, I mean, researching AI is like a future proof industry because mm-hmm. people are constantly researching it. Mm-hmm. So. And- Unless, unless we get like um, the Dune universe, and we just decide, you know what, we fucked up when we made AI, and now all computers are illegal in general, no matter how simple they are. <laughs> true, 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 very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did read something though. It was uh, I don't remember the guy who wrote it down. It's the three laws of robotics or three laws of ai it was written in like 1942 yeah or something like that wasn't that um turing yeah yeah, yeah. i forget his um, first name but yeah protocol one cannot hurt humans and has to sacrifice itself to save humans if necessary mm-hmm. Um, second one is they may us follow every command given to them by a human mm-hmm. as long as it does not violate number one. And then number three, I don't remember number three. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll remember here in a minute. How, but yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Cause that first law actually, like, this is something that comes up in like, uh, you know, computer ethics and stuff like that um and particularly you know you see this discussed a lot when it comes to self-driving cars um and the ai that they use for self-driving cars because you can be in a situation in which a self-driving car the question is does it prioritize the passenger of the self-driving car or a pedestrian potentially or someone Hmm. outside of the self-driving car Right, it's like, uh, you know, someone jumps out in front of the road, uh, the AI calculates that it does not have the ability or time to stop, but yeah. it can swerve into, like, off a bridge, for example. Does it swerve off the bridge, potentially killing the passenger, or does it just run right through the person that's, you know, out in the street suddenly? Uh, and that's like a, like a big, well, I... I don't know how difficult, how, how contentious this is in the uh, community of people that actually program self-driving cars, but yeah. I know that's like an entry-level question to like uh, computer ethics nowadays. Yeah. Um, you forgot a third option. What? The one where it kills both of them? No. <laughs> Ejectocedo. <laughs> <laughs> that's always an like, option. Well... It was nice knowing you, Jimmy. What do you mean, nice knowing you? Boom! <laughs> Yeets him into the sky. Minor you know that, injuries, maybe, but hey. That's the solution right there, is just ejector seats. <laughs> door home. opens. Door opens. The car seat just goes bop. Just mm-hmm. launches them out. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, in the world... Of Halo. Yes. All right. Okay. All There's right. two major types of AI. Yep. 
What's the big difference with Cortana again? Uh, is it that she's actually is it, it that she's actually based off of a human's uh, neural network? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So typically, at least in the Halo universe, they probably have they probably will run into this problem if they develop AI to be this significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An AI in the Halo universe has a lifespan of seven years. Okay. And then at that point, it goes into rampancy, which mm-hmm. means it has grown so much mm-hmm. to the point of it start the program starts uh, like disintegrating. Yeah. Like it starts falling apart. Mm-hmm. They essentially go mad. Mm-hmm. So they have to shut them down. Cortana, mm-hmm. if you've played Halo 4, she was active for like, it was past seven years, but mm-hmm. she starts having rampancy. Mm-hmm. And the only way that she could get fixed is literally transferring her thought process to another Cortana. Interesting. Which henceforth means, did Halsey make a second clone? Uh-huh. Because oh. that's what you have to do. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you would create a second Cortana. They would transfer the knowledge of working with Chief and all of that. Uh-huh. And then the old Cortana would die, but not really because her consciousness had been transferred to the new AI. That that brings up So that brings up two rabbit trails that I want to go down. One, okay, right. little side rabbit trail like less than 30 seconds. Uh in the tabletop RPG uh, Lancer, there's a similar yep. concept with their AI where um, complex AI, like the um, the highest level of AI, go through a similar process where they begin to cascade after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. And with every AI, it's a different amount of time, usually yep. between like six months and five years, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and you essentially have to uh, restart restart them every time mm-hmm. that that to prevent that from happening um and i think you know that's 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 always a pretty interesting concept in gameplay wise it's pretty interesting what happens if your ai in your mech begins to cascade but oh um, yeah but that's the tiny tangent the bigger tangent is about transferring consciousness into an ai in general Mm -hmm. is is a really weird thing because so like from a strictly scientific perspective we don't actually like know what a consciousness is yeah like well by consciousness i meant more like memory and yeah. training that well, that cortana specifically has yeah which but, that's, but that's but that's but consciousness but this is the thing is though like people there's 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 a lot of people out there who want to um want to develop this technology essentially to create a synthetic clone of themselves or a clone a software clone of themselves so that when they die they can transfer their consciousness into it Mm. and thereby they don't die except it's interesting because you still actually die yeah like you don't you cease to exist you've just created a clone of yourself that now exists and like 
do you can't like does wood transferring just all of your memories out of your body first of all we don't know how to do that we, we would know yeah. we would be able to copy them maybe but like transferring is a completely different thing yeah w- would that like move your consciousness into it we don't know because we don't like quite know how that works yeah like the i AI, don't believe so the i think AI, it would be more like photo album yeah well i mean the ai would experience continuity yeah like uh it would it would totally see itself and remember all of your memories and stuff like that and process those memories as it itself having done those yeah but you the living organism wouldn't have any continuity you would cease to exist and so that's that's always been this kind of interesting uh idea in um you know futurism and stuff like that of like how how much basically the idea how much of our brain can we synthesize mm-hmm. before we cease to uh, actually be ourselves? To go on that a is... final tangent on this issue. Yeah. Star Trek dealt with this in uh, Deep Space Nine. I won't oh, spoil yeah. it by telling you what happened with the character or what character it was. I might have already spoiled too much by saying Deep Space Nine, but uh, there's a character who something happens to their brain and they have to they get half of their brain uh basically synthesized okay Hmm. and then i think it was like a few episodes later i don't think it was like in the same episode like something catastrophic happens and the other side of their brain is like uh you know being it's degrading yeah. And someone's like, well, goes up to the doctor and they're like, can't you just synthesize that half of the brain too? And they're like, well, even if I could, they wouldn't really be the same person anymore at that point. Yeah. Like they'd Because it's a whole new brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they don't have any of their brain left. Um, I'm curious if, given enough time, if that synthetic part of your brain... Uh would wire to the point where you could synthesize the rest of your brain and be fine because there's quote enough of you wired into that synthetic where it is now capable to rewrite the rest of the brain and you stay the same person well that's that's where we get into like the weird questions of consciousness right i guess we are talking about ai as a philosophical concept that was a joke (laughs) but we're doing it Um, there's one second. There's a theory that everyone's immortal, and when you die in one universe, your consciousness defaults back to a universe where you lived instead. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. That's some multiverse stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's like, that's that's kind of the thing. It's like, where is the consciousness? It's like, because like the ancient Egyptians thought the consciousness was stored in the heart yeah the the the, uh the uh hebrew people thought it was stored in like the intestines and Hmm. so like we we think we're a little bit more logical and saying oh it has to do with the brain and because like we know scientifically that the brain has to do with cognition yeah but is that what uh is that really where the consciousness is stored and you know 
if it's not, maybe you're right. Maybe at some point, uh, your consciousness, maybe your consciousness is an external thing to the body entirely, and it just integrates the uh, new stuff into your what it considers its own thing. Yeah. And so maybe you could entirely synthesize a whole new body and have continuity of consciousness throughout. Hmm. Probably not. Like, that's probably yeah. not right. It probably is in the brain. <laughs> like, you know, at some point, you'll probably, like, if we replace the entire brain, at some point, you'll probably cease to be you. Yeah. And you'll be just something that is identical to you. Um, yeah. Which is interesting very, yeah very thought-provoking kind of eerie to think about yeah no joke um put my consciousness in my teeth good good choice ray <laughs> just don't get any cavities all right that might not be good you might go and no, say yeah that that might be bad uh, i'm gonna pull up my stream on my other computer but because uh my phone's not wanting to do it well, but, while uh, you're doing that, I have a very interesting question. Oh, really? Yep. It's a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's along the same-ish. Okay. Um, what is the cause of all death? Of all death? All death. Uh... Every way, shape, and form of dying, all of it is one. Sin. Well, that's soul death right there. <laughs> we got some. We got some. Uh, some people. Some some theologians in the chat. Uh, no, we got. Uh, let's see. The soul like cause, physical death. Um. What is the body well, bodily reaction? That's well, that's what I'm trying to get. Well, it it depends on what you consider Pink death. Shit. Like, are we talking about brain death? Are we talking no? About... Like ceasing to exist, you are going in the ground. Okay. Or cremated, whatever you like. Want. Where your body just ceases to function. <laughs> yes. Your uh. Your your cells don't get enough nutrition, and they start to degrade. Okay. But that's, that's what I would consider death. Well, it's cardiac arrest. Okay. Okay. I see. So, is, so you're talking about it. So you're talking about physical death. Yes, I mean, like, like, like actual, like, like body death, not necessarily yes. brain death. Okay. Gotcha. Like you're dead. You're going in the ground. Like funeral, gotcha. all, all that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cardiac arrest because yeah. you are alive until the point at which your heart ceases to beat. Gotcha. Okay. I have heard that before. Yeah. I heard it this week, and I, think, I was thinking, I'm like, yeah? Because well, if you're poisoned, yeah, you might die of internal bleeding, but you're still alive until your is, heart ceases to beat. This is kind of a semantic thing, too, because technically speaking, uh, your body does continue to function. Many parts of your body continue to function after your heart ceases to beat. Yeah. And uh, your heart can be restarted, and... As long as enough of your body has not degraded, your cells haven't degraded. Yeah, you'll you'll still be alive and yeah, be potentially fine. So like that's what I'm saying though. Yeah, if the heart's not restarted, 
you degrade like everything uh-huh. shuts down gotcha. like your heart is your engine uh-huh yeah, yeah. i'm like that is so cool like mm-hmm. i i would think brain death once your brain's gone and then i'm like well no they're people who are hooked up to a dozen machines and mm-hmm. they're alive but there's nothing going on mentally yeah well i mean that's that's the thing that's that's another thing that'll probably like heart death is another thing that will probably kind of as technology improves become less and less useful of a metric for whether someone's alive or not because we'll be able to fully replace hearts with fully synthetic things that don't even necessarily resemble a heart well there's there's already a prosthetic heart that's out there i don't know if it's still in testing or if it's just really freaking expensive well, it's I'm just, literally like a fan. Yeah. And it's bizarre because there's no heartbeat. Yeah. Well, so like they're sleeping. You check a pulse. There ain't <laughs> can be one, bro. They're running off a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's that. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is they um, they have another another thing in Star Trek that's kind of like that. Uh, Captain Picard at some yeah. point, I forget what it is. His heart is like damaged and he has like a completely synthetic heart and because of that he does not have a pulse he just has like yeah you know a steady flow of blood throughout his body at all times which is you know kind of interesting but imagine it would would that affect your physical capabilities if you just have a constant flow um like instead of pull blood push blood pull blood push blood I'm pull not, blood, push blood. I'm not sure. If it's just constant, because sh- you wouldn't have oxygen deficiency as long as you breathe enough. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not. I would assume it would. A uh, slight elevation, but not not I considerable. Mean, well, well, I think I think you'd have also problems with it. Like uh, you, you'd have. I feel like you're you're you would not be able to. Uh, your your blood would not be able to pick up as much much oxygen and carry as much oxygen if it's constantly moving because like i'm not a cardiologist but i'm pretty yeah. sure that's like part of the part of what happens when uh in between pulses is uh the blood that's at the point where it picks up the oxygen like absorbs a ton of oxygen yeah. in between the pulses when it's not moving um so mm. so true i don't know it might all balance out i'm not sure you'd still get out of breath and you being out of i think you would get out of breath before you start risking that yeah yes so it's well, still a self-protective mechanism yeah. i guess Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. well that's what i'm saying i think you would get tired faster yeah i think you'd get tired faster mm-hmm. because um your blood would not be carrying as much oxygen in theory, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm there's a way. Entirely speculating the... on how blood flow works here and how it actually carries oxygen. So, well, um... I mean, you could have like it would be a turbine type thing running constantly, and there's a certain bay, mm-hmm. like portion of it, where it slows it down. But this turbine is bigger than your original heart slightly. Yeah. So while constantly pushing blood, it has more blood in it technically than mm-hmm. your original heart did. So it's picking uh, up the oxygen still, just in more of an active way instead of pick up while pause, 
now push out. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. People get dead of being too sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not wrong. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Bro, I but, feel like I could die of being too sleepy. It's possible. But for more of the uh, philosophical getting back onto the AI thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, soul. Your soul. Yeah. If your con is your consciousness attached to your soul, and when that's transferred, are you basically trapped until your consciousness or soul is released? Or do they become separated and, like you said, that's pretty much a clone of yourself. Yeah. Well, see, this, this is interesting because this is where where we, we like firmly leave the realm of science here when we're talking yeah. about the soul. Because like science recognizes that in some capacity we have something called a consciousness. Yeah. Uh, we don't necessarily know what it is. But, like, it's a very self-evidently existing thing. Um, yeah. However, like, the soul is not necessarily... Like, the soul is kind of, in, if anything, a theory of consciousness. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess if we're going with the traditional definition of the soul, which is something which is not part... A part of the self which isn't part of the physical body. Um... Yeah, that's an interesting thing of, like, I don't know if we'll ever, like, know, we can ever know the answer to that question, like, how that would work. Yeah. Um, It it would be a thing where you wouldn't know, but the scientists would be like, oh, okay, we figured it out. The soul is in the left thumb and the consciousness is in the... Well, right I don't, middle I, finger. I don't think we could <laughs> ever know about like the soul through science. Like, it's it's not. I don't think it's something that's possible to to detect. Um, is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, like, I mean, there's been some, and of course, Photoshop editing, whatever. Yeah. But there's been some studies of like somebody's laying on their deathbed, and like the machines they're using picks up some sort of like pulse well yeah, like you, seconds after they yeah die. i think i think i know what you're talking like there's a famous study where this guy was uh put on a uh table that had a scale underneath it okay oh and yeah. and as in the moment of death he um he got lighter uh yeah and so they calculated the weight of the soul that way now there's been some like various back and forth on this uh and it's something that to my knowledge we don't actually have the answer to of like mm-hmm. why he got lighter because some people are like oh well you expel fluids when you die well but that's but caught they, on the table yeah bro. <laughs> they, they were all caught on the table so it's like uh they didn't they didn't leave the scale yeah. um my thought is i mean air yeah air has weight to it air does have weight to it. that, that that's I releasing think... all of that yeah that's the only pro- plausible mm-hmm. thought i can think of mm-hmm. other than your soul is 0.34 kilograms <laughs> yeah exactly um speaking of speaking of souls let's go let's go let's let's go full circle here okay do you think something without a soul can create art 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's kind of what got me interested in this is, um, you know, I found this program and then I have a friend who's been sharing art, you know, generated with this program on Facebook for the past two days. But it's hmm. there's 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 two two pieces of software out there that are basically that I, I have become aware of recently that are out there making making art with uh, hmm. AI. And this first one is called Dream. Um, I think it's like, uh, I forget who the publisher is of it. It's an app that you can actually get, though. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, I'm not, not sure. I cannot find the actual uh, publisher. But, um, yeah, it's called Dream. And then there's this other one, but it's an AI that creates kind of abstract art. And then there's another one called uh, Dali, which is okay. D-A-L-L-E, like Wally, but with a D. Um, That's awesome. Wally with a D. <laughs> um, oh, no. But anyway. Oh, no. There's so many things. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, and that one actually creates more uh, realistic kind of uh, art. Okay. It, it struggles with human faces, but it it does it does pretty good with like you know other things. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. And these like basically the way these work, uh, both of them you put in a prompt of some kind, and uh, from my understanding it scours the internet and like does does various searches and finds images that have that kind of wording associated with them mm -hmm. and creates an image based on everything that it finds uh, okay so uh the way way dream does it dream does it much faster um and you can add like make stylistic choices to it, uh, so it can it can make things in like uh, I think there's like ten different styles that it can make things hmm. in. Okay. Um, but it can kind of make it makes these uh really fever fever dreamy images. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Dolly does this. Uh, oh, uh, Dolly does the same thing, but um. It takes a little bit longer, but it creates nine images, and they're more realistic looking. They look more like what the actual... Like if you, for example, put in the name of a famous person or movie character, it yeah. will actually create a facsimile of them, and you will be able to identify that person. With Dream, oh, that's okay. not necessarily the case. Yeah. With Dream, you can say... You can see the prompt, and then you can look at the image and say, "Oh, I kind of see that vibe." Although yeah, it's very subtle. Although the thing with Dream that is that is cool is you can use a uh, a reference image, so you can upload oh, okay. an image, and it'll use that to create the art around. Yeah, like taking an actual photo of the moon and then yeah. telling it to draw that. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. 
Or, or you could take a photo of the moon and tell it to draw trees. And then it might, if you took like a photo of the moon in the sky, it okay. might draw... Put trees on them. Yeah, it might put like uh, the outline of trees on the on the moon as though it's like a forest and the moon is like an opening to the sky okay so Interesting. Like, it can use it, can, it uses shapes generally for yeah that. Huh. um but yeah so so th- these are both pretty cool um of the two i feel like dream makes more actual art yeah like like you know i've seen some things come out of the dream AI and it just kind of is like, oh, wow, that looks like a person could have painted it. It looks like abstract art still. Like, it's doesn't, I can't really tell what it's supposed to be without the title. Yeah. But it does look like something that a human would make. And that's kind of impressive to me. That's actually more impressive, mm-hmm. in my opinion, than Dolly, which creates things mostly in the Uncanny Valley if you're making a person... But um, hmm. uh, now, do you have to like accept an agreement not to sell the images or? No, see that's that's well, I'm not sure about Dolly. I know for Dream, you can actually buy a print of any of the images that you make, um, oh. and so you could actually turn it into like a poster or something potentially. Got you. So they do own the art. Yeah. You can just buy a print. Yeah, okay. Exactly. That's what I was curious about. I'm like, what's stopping people from doing that, not having to work whatsoever, just looking up prompts and selling them as freaking well, uh, prints online? Well, I mean, for starters, there's not that much money in art. NFTs, bro. <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> bro. <laughs> I want a picture of a three-eyed monkey and say I'm the only one that has it. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna spend four point eight million. I'm gonna take a screen cap <laughs> of uh, this right here from the Twitch mm-hmm. bod, and uh, I'm gonna make it an NFT. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In three parts. If you collect, In three if you collect all three, I'll give them to like three different people. And if you collect all three, we will um, put your name at the top of the page for a whole episode <laughs> on Twitch. Oh, boy. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough! I said, oh, boy. And it was close enough. The B sounded yeah. like a V. Yeah, it's the okay. return of the king. The of harmonica course. has returned. I.e. you found it under your driver's seat in your car. <laughs> uh, it was in the center console, and I've known oh. it's there for like two months. I just haven't brought it inside. <laughs> okay, fair And enough. I picked today, when I was frantically trying to get the episode started, to finally bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, what do you think would be an actual difficult skill for AI to learn? Uh, apparently how to draw human faces. They're not very good at that. Unless, I think I unless know why that pro- is. Unless you program an AI specifically to draw human faces, and that is its only purpose, I have not seen an AI that is used for image generation that's good at that yet. Well, you know why? 
The Why? reason they're not good is because, it, like you said, it scours the internet. Mm. Well, if you type in, draw a smiling child or something, it's going to Google smiling child and it's going to come across millions and millions and millions of different images mm-hmm. and it's going to come up with an average well see, no, 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 no 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 see that's that's actually oh that's uh, not that, how that, that that's works. a that's a misconception because mm-hmm. that would be a composite image which it usually i guess making a composite image usually involves ai but um i it most AI do not simply just make a composite image of all the data they find. They uh, they pick like five that look similar and then e- kind of do a composite at that selection. Yeah, there there's some there's some compositing done, but it also uh, corrects things to try to make them look more uh, not perfect. Necess- yeah, like. More well, more in line with what it's programmed to make things look like. For like Dream, for example, more like abstract art. With mm. Dolly, though, it's trying to make stuff look real. Like this could mm. be an actual physical thing that exists. Mm. Um, so it does. It does more than that. This is my theory on why AI are bad at making human faces. Okay. Okay. It's not actually. Well, okay. First, first, a more concrete thing: human faces are complex. Okay, like uh, they're they're kind they're kind of complicated things. They have a lot of details, sure. and as humans, we pay attention to all of them, which leads me into the second part of this. Mm. It's not that AI are necessarily worse at making human faces than they are at making anything else. It's that we as humans are extremely good at recognizing human faces and when something looks like it like it when one of those details of the human face is not correct our brains lock onto it and say that is not that is not a human danger alert red alert that is something pretending to be a human that is a predator sir you should (laughs) avoid that um (laughs) Yeah. And and that's, so that's I, when people stare at like if I had a scar and it went through my eye it just they'd mm-hmm. constantly be staring at it cuz they're like that's not right. That yeah, that that that's that's my theory. That's why like even when they make like deep fakes and stuff like that um for uh you know movies or other maybe more nefarious reasons to make deep fakes <laughs> um there's there's still these moments even when they're human programmed where we're like that doesn't look right do you remember when rogue one came out and they made uh deep fake for tarkin Uh, yeah yeah. and and it was like in this they had several still shots of him where it's like wow that looks like um i'm forgetting the actor's name but that looks like the original actor that looks just like him maybe even a little bit younger (laughs) Um, yeah and of course he's dead so that's impossible but then when you actually go to the theater it's like there's a there's most of the time he looks fine but occasionally you're just like that's not how a human face is supposed to move (laughs) yeah Um, it's like a weird grimace or whatever it's like yeah exactly the the upper cheekbone doesn't move this way what exactly so that's my theory on why ai aren't good at 
making human faces. It's because we as humans are a lot more judgmental about human faces subconsciously than we are almost anything else we could ask an AI to make. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, if you told an AI, like, let's say it's self-aware. Mm-hmm. You didn't program a look. Mm-hmm. You literally tell it, pick an image. Mm-hmm. And it scours the internet. What would it pick? Would it pick a human because you're a human talking to it? Or well, would it be based off personality? Well, see, that's the thing, though, because you have to train an AI to do stuff. Well, that's so what I'm saying. It would de- it would Once de- it's self-aware, it, self-aware, it's connected oh, oh, to pick everything. An, pick an image for itself. Yeah. Um, like Just like Cortana. Gotcha. She picked an image of Halsey because... She was a clone from Halsey. Uh-huh. So I, what if it wasn't a clone? Yeah. So that's that's an interesting theory of what would an what would a self-aware AI what image would it identify itself with? Yeah. That's a good question. And would it change as it aged? I don't Kinda think like a kid growing up, like when it's first programmed and booted up, it picks a puppy. And then later it's like Hmm. We've been in a lot of wars lately. I'm gonna be a Viking. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. I don't know. Like, we don't have self-aware AI, really. Yeah. So we don't have an so, answer. For so it. we can, we it's... can't really we can't really psychoanalyze what a hypothetical one would even sure like. We can. It's an interesting conversation. Well, it is an interesting <laughs> conversation, but I'm sitting here like it would depend on like what what a self-aware ai's thought process was like because because mm-hmm. we couldn't like image might not even be something that it like thinks as important yeah. self-image just because something has self-identity doesn't mean it values self-image and so if you told you know i can see an ai potentially just picking a random image and saying yeah. uh if you said oh yeah pick an image to uh describe yourself and it's just you know says goes to google and it pulls up a jpeg searches... of a bunch of ones and zeros <laughs> exactly well it just searches uh ai or myself or something like that and it just picks the first google image to show up <laughs> and it, that's it, what it you is because it doesn't care <laughs> you see the picture change to a jpeg of just the like mm-hmm. galaxy mind meme <laughs> it's like yeah. okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. this is what i found during my inquiry it's like it okay. m- might even <laughs> might even pick like cortana from halo as its self-image because like that's the popular image of a self-aware ai <laughs> Ooh, in that point wouldn't you have a bunch of newer ai constantly picking an image of the older one because it searches ai and if it's an older one successful they'll be like oh i won't be like him yeah yeah okay so you just have a bunch of clones running around eventually successful ai yeah so that's that's the thing is like with the ai we do have that are capable of uh editing their own programming essentially is they've been known to do some weird stuff on occasion uh and uh pursue lines of reasoning that 
humans wouldn't necessarily pursue in the same way because they're machines um and like put higher value on certain aspects of uh their reasoning than humans do Um, like they would take knowledge over human wealth mm -hmm. yeah like like like, i must know everything (laughs) like when AI get introspective, that's when weird stuff starts happening, yeah. uh, in my opinion. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, because uh, most AI that exists today aren't designed to be introspective. They're designed to do usually a very specific task. Um, and so if you ask an AI to talk about itself uh, it's like well uh i play chess real good i'm gonna talk about (laughs) myself in the same way that uh i talk about driving cars because that's what i meant to do (laughs) so uh yeah um Mm. that's 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 always interesting 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 thoughts yeah Hmm. i'm curious if self-aware ai well first before i go on that tangent there was actually two ais they made and they're like okay you can learn you can do whatever they were pretty much Uh self-aware they were close they didn't have consciousness they stuck to programming but they put these two very intelligent ai together and within minutes they had created their own language and were communicating and the scientists were so scared they shut them both down because they're like, we don't know what they were saying anymore. Interesting. They were talking for five minutes. Interesting. That's that's yeah. kind of cool. Cool, but very scary because they can be like, hey, we're going to communicate like this. Uh-huh. And they just start speaking like ancient Nordic. Mm-hmm. And we're like, uh, anybody here speak Nordic? That would be impressive for AIs that communicate over text to speak ancient <laughs> Nordic because um they'd have to download a keyboard for it. Well, they'd they'd have to they'd have to like uh be able to time travel because we don't have very much ancient Nordic writing. <laughs> um, in fact, True. I don't know if we have any ancient Nordic writing. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's like the thought that it can progress that fast because it's limitation of technology mm-hmm. we've got technology now where like my computer my experience is literally limited by how fast the internet is mm-hmm. yeah yeah if i have terabyte internet i can have a terabyte game downloaded in a minute mm-hmm. but it's it's one of those things where how advanced are they going to be and how advanced are scientists and programmers willing to give them like, all right, this is our first self-aware AI. Mm-hmm. Let's run him off a double A battery just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. sun power, I guess, like solar power. So then once it's nighttime, it shuts off zip line powered ai will <laughs> it will be powered by all the kinetic energy used by the entire city using <laughs> zip lines exactly 
Um, Sir, you just created a robotic version of God. (laughs) Oh, shit. You could actually do that if... Okay, hold up. You could power your zip... You could power your city based on zip lines if, instead of zip lines, it functioned more like clotheslines. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So there was a there's a pulley on each side that was attached to a rotor that generated power. Yeah. And instead of sliding down the zip line, which let's be honest, that would require maintenance from time to time. Uh on the actual line, you just clamped onto a line and the line itself moved. Okay. Like a conveyor. Yeah. Exactly okay. like a conveyor. Except by using kinetic gravity air, gravity instead of electricity. So it generated electricity. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, last question about AI yeah. before yeah. we before we end the podcast segment. What do you think is one area of industry or just life in general? Yeah. Uh, that would benefit from being run by artificial intelligence oh one industry Mm. Hmm. like limited ai or self-aware a self-aware ai okay um Honestly, I could see self-aware AI basically replacing everybody that works like a mid-level job, like managers, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Mm -hmm. because they would know instantly, okay, I can obviously tell these people are most effective in these areas. We'll transfer them around. Mm -hmm. If there's any problems, it would be solved instantly. Mm -hmm. And it's a freaking ai if something really 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 bad goes on do you just okay emergency services immediately there's mm-hmm. no emotional reaction it's just mm-hmm. mechanical mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think would be the uh, i'm going to answer this question too but i want to hear your answer first mm-hmm. what do you think would be the worst position to put an ai in um what 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 job would be the worst see part of me thinks it's the worst part Mm -hmm. of me thinks it's the best um so it's kind of smack in your own hand Mm -hmm. teachers teachers okay because there's no bias Mm -hmm. but who programmed them and is their bias implemented and what is it teaching Mm mm-hmm because I could see AI being like, okay, there's 20 different kids. At that point, we'll have freaking huds up displays. Um, so it'd be like, okay, this kid learns by doing. This kid learns by reading. This kid learns by talking out loud. And simultaneously be teaching 20 kids 20 different mm-hmm. ways at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, think, but, I think the worst job for an AI that humans mm-hmm. currently do would be judges take care pastors judges judges i think that is something that requires a distinctly human like i i think if we develop ai that are self-aware the 
most difficult human trait to program into them empathy is empathy yeah and i think that is something that is fundamentally required of a judge yeah now because it'll be like yeah this is problem this is how you solve it why would i do it any different yeah and this is kind of a contentious topic because there are people that definitely disagree with me on this this is a philosophical debate in some spheres of whether we should be using ai to make judgments and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. but uh there are a lot of people particularly in law enforcement that think it is a good idea to have ai um be judges and that is exactly why the people in law enforcement are in the executive branch and not the judicial branch because they stay say stupid shit like that about the judicial branch (laughs) but um (laughs) but um yeah uh i i that that's my opinion though as i think um you know judges should be something that is a fundamental human position even if other aspects of government are replaced by artificial intelligence yeah now do you think with those sorts of ai a certain class of people as in those who are working the fast food restaurants Mm -hmm. those who are working those like very entry level jobs do you think they just get paid to stay out of the way uh because because there's there's a level of work at which ai is already doing yeah like running entire factories mm-hmm. and all they need is maintenance and somebody to watch to make sure nothing yeah. messes up well but everybody who used to work on that line punching stamps and the yeah. steel and everything they've had to move on to different jobs well so so here's my thing like this isn't this isn't necessarily i mean so, so to answer your question yes but also yeah. like this isn't a hard question for me because i already believe that um universal basic income is a good policy to begin with even if there aren't ai to fulfill a entry-level jobs so i think we should basically in a society as advanced as the united states is right now be just you know paying people to live here because we can afford to do that actually um but uh so regardless so if we had ai i would say we should still do that. Um, Well, the problem is like, I mean, look at inflation mm -hmm. right now. How, how would that not affect the working person? Well, well it would. So, so here, here's the, you know what? We're going to, we'll we'll talk about the, the, we'll talk about this in the after show right now. I want to thank everyone on the podcast for watching. Uh, if you want to hear weird tangents like this, <laughs> tune in for the Twitch stream on uh, Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and, you know, if you want to know what we're talking about in advance, sometimes we post for Instagram before we start uh, episode. Even fewer times... It will tell you what the episode will be about beforehand. Sometimes, like today, most of the time, it's just memes. <laughs> Accurate. But, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, join our Discord in the description of something. And, yeah, uh, of the podcast. 
and uh, have a good night. Absolutely. Instagram, by the way, is Wasted Youth Official. Yes. And that'll be all. Later. Wasted Youths is produced by Dominic Sanders and Micah Voorhees. Dominic is also the lead editor of the Wasted Youths. All music featured in the show is composed by Micah Voorhees. If you enjoy our show, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and consider donating through the link in the description to help us make better episodes. If you know someone who might be interested in the topic that we discussed tonight, feel free to send them our way by sharing this episode with them. All that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you next week.